Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Welcome to the following presentation from Richmond Sports Properties. And thanks for listening to Spider Athletics on 99.5 FM and 950 AM ESPN. Your exclusive radio home for Richmond Spiders football. It's lunchtime at Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue, 8205 West Broad Street. And it's time for Spider Talk with Richmond football coach Russ Huseman. Today's show is brought to you by the University of Richmond School of Professional and Continuing Studies, Lux Chevrolet, Food Lion, and Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue. Spider Talk is on the air. Join in online by text at 804-638-9508. By email, spidertalk at richmond.edu or on Twitter using at Spider Voice, at ESPN Richmond or at Spider Football. Empty backfield, shotgun snap. Mancuso wants to throw the ball. Down the sideline, he's got a man wide open. That's Keiston Fuller, and he's gone for a spider touchdown. 66 yards. Jill Mancuso to Keiston Fuller. And one play later, the Spiders regain the lead. How about that call? I wish we had instant replay. I'd love to take a look at it, but Keiston Fuller is wide open. You're not going to see that very often. He didn't even know what to do. He was so wide open. Catches the ball, secures the catch, heads to the end zone. He's having another great game. Said it before, Mancuso to Fuller. It's a great combo. Happy to have him here. Now let's go live to Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue. Here's the voice of the Spiders, Bob Black, with Coach Huseman. This is Spider Talk on ESPN Richmond and the Spider Sports Network. And as Chris Anderson just said, we are happy to have you here. Here being Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue on West Broad Street for our regular Thursday get-together of spider football and college football talk with Richmond head coach Russ Huseman. I'm Bob Black, our special player guest coming up in the middle segments. The award winner, Tyler Dressler, CAA Defensive Player of the Week off of the career-high 20 tackles in Saturday's victory at Maine. And wide receiver Isaac Brown, who had three catches, and then he had one other play in which he was credited for an eight-yard gain running the football when he caught a lateral after it bounced off of the AstroTurf and back up into his hands, and he was alert enough to move it forward for an eight-yard gain. So he was very active for the Spiders on offense, and Tyler Dressler on defense. They'll be our special player guests. Coming up in our middle segments, again, we'd love to hear from you today. You heard the ways you could interact with us just a moment ago. We'll repeat them a little bit later for for you as we move along and we welcome everybody who is in attendance today here at buzz and ned's real barbecue if you've got questions for us we'll take them up here we got a couple of buzz and ned's 25 dollars gift certificates the questions that coach huseman likes the best we'll get the gift certificates today all right all right Good call. we'll Good. do that has he got me on here he does okay. that every week to you doesn't he all coach? Right. his voice is still a little raspy mitchell it's getting better so Jack up the volume a little bit for Coach Usman off of back-to-back wins. Russ, congrats on the victory at Maine. That's a that's a solid victory on the road against a very good CAA football team. No question. Solid win. And you go up to Maine and win one, uh, it's huge. I think Maine's got a good football team, just like I thought Albany's got a good football team. But everybody in this league uh, can play week in and week out. You just saw it last week with all the different, mm-hmm. you know, I guess upsets they call them. But – um, it, it's tough, and, and for us to go on the road at Maine to, to, to win a game like that was, was huge, and uh, 
our guys are playing with some confidence right now and and feeling like they can compete, which is a good thing. So uh, excited for the win. The combination of the two numbers I'm about to give you, and it's the same number, makes it very difficult to lose football games. You're going to win a lot of games, and coaches preach this all the time. When we play mistake-free football, we can win games. I can't remember the last time I saw this combination of zero turnovers and zero penalties in the game. That normally adds up to a W, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, especially if the teams are close to even – you know, if one team is so much better than the other one, I mean, sometimes a turnover battle. But when you're close and, and talent-wise, which everybody in this league is, um, you know, that's huge. And uh, they asked me, they said, have you ever coached a game where zero penalties, zero turnovers? And, and I have no idea. I mean, that's nothing that you really in the back of your mind think, man, I'm going to think about that 20 years from now. I, I have no idea. <laughs> well, let's break it down a little more. We've talked a lot about minimizing turnovers on this show and press conferences and interviews. And until you really get the offense exploding and clicking the way I know you want it to do, and it can still improve to do so, how important is it to minimize those turnovers and give you as many possessions as you can to score points? I, obviously, it's huge because we're not – you know, we're, we're okay on offense, not really where we want to be. Um, you know, probably not scoring enough points offensively. Uh, you know, not getting enough first downs, not converting enough third downs. But, um, you know, we'll continue to improve there. But you're absolutely right. In the meantime, if you're, if you're not going to, uh, you know, go nuts offensively and score 49 points, you better not turn the ball over. And, and, and two weeks in a row, our offense has not turned the ball over. They haven't produced a ton of yards and points, but um, we didn't turn the ball over. And defensively, we played good enough to win. And then how about from the penalty bullet point, if you will, was there a concerted effort there? Was there more coaching up amongst position coaches with their guys to make sure you're doing things fundamentally correct, whether it was offensive or defense, so as not to commit penalties? Well, I mean, I, I think in the Albany game, uh, you know, the holding calls were the tough ones there. And, uh, you know, and, and talking to Coach Ross, you know, the, the emphasis is you got to move your feet. You got to, you know, it's it's easy to grab and hold when you're not in your body position. It's not where it's supposed to be. And that's when it occurs. It doesn't occur when you're in great position and, and moving your feet. So they worked really hard on that. I know that during the course of the week, and, and it showed up on Saturday. Hey, the highlight we played at the outset was the long touchdown pass from Joe Mancuso to Keiston Fuller, and we've certainly seen that before, and I'm sure we're going to see it again. But how significant was it that it came right on the heels of them busting a big one, an 87-yarder, when you had him pinned back on the one-yard line after the Jake Larson 68-yard punt, uh, that nobody put their heads down, nobody was you know depressed about it. They just went back out there and got a score of their own and gave you the lead. Huge. I mean, I, you can't. You know, our guys, and you can see, and, and, and especially our defensive coaches have talked about, you know, you know, our approach with our defensive guys and, uh, never getting down. They, they're confident every time they go out there. Um, they, they take adjustments. They communicate with our guys. And, uh, you know, it's been great. Um, you know, offensively for us to come back and pop that big one there. Great play call. Tremendous throw and catch right there. And, and to bounce back right like that was huge, and, and we needed that one, obviously. Uh, so, I mean, you can't, 
you couldn't have drawn one up, drawn one up better than that. Even after, I, I was I wasn't as disappointed with the eighty-seven yard touchdown. I was disappointed in our coaching staff on the on the actually the touchdown pass. I didn't think they put our guys in the best position, and I was I was screaming at them. I mean, I was just anybody that was going to listen to me. I was screaming, and and I look up and Keeson's running by me with the ball in his hands on a touchdown, and I went, well, I guess I can quit yelling now. Um, but I was really I was disappointed. I don't think we we put our guys in the best position on that play. I was more disappointed, to, you know, to let them get out of there when it's on the one yard line. I mean, you got to go three and out, make them punt, get the ball on that side of the field. So the pass play, I, you know, that that's not on our guys. Uh, Tyler Dressler sitting over there laughing as he described how much you were yelling and screaming, not at the players but at the coaches for a change. He probably enjoyed something like that. I don't know. They'll be good. I was kind of away. It was on the headset. So no, nobody was probably even listening to me. Uh, but I was screaming into that headset. Uh, uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it was, it was, our guys are, our, our guys are doing a great job. They're staying with us. Uh, they, they're playing with confidence. So. We, we just got to keep that up. Uh, we'll certainly talk with Tyler about it when he gets up here in just a couple of moments. But can you remember a lot of games where you had defensive guys that were involved in, in that many plays? It seemed like every time they were getting up off of the bottom of the pile, there was Tyler. Yeah, I mean, I noticed him during the, the course of the game. <coughs> Excuse me. I noticed him during the course of the game always, you know, getting up around the pile, making plays. Um you know, I saw him a few times actually. Uh, you know, it was it was tough on him. Now he, he'll tell you there was a few. There was a big old offensive lineman on him, and he's trying to rip the guy down on the ground. I saw a few of those. Um, and uh, but when they told us afterwards, he had twenty tackles. I, I think I was just like him. Twenty. Ta- that's a lot of. That's a lot of tackles. And I knew he'd be sore uh, the next day uh, when the adrenaline stopped. And uh, but uh, great day by him. But you could see it. I, you know, I, I saw him around the ball a lot. So it, it surprised me. You know, if they had told me 15, you know, I'd have probably said, yeah, I, I guess that. But 20 was a lot. All right. If you'd like to interact on the program today, by all means, uh, text us or email us. You can text us at 638-9508. Email spidertalk at richmond.edu. And on Twitter, at spidervoice, at spiderfootball, at ESPN. Richmond, Ivan has taken to uh, texting a question or two each week. They're pretty much always the same, Coach, but his one right at you today is, who's the quarterback this week for the Richmond Spiders? Ivan, how you doing out there, man? <laughs> I'm sure he's listening. And I I'm, know he is, yeah. I might have a surprise for you next week. All right. Mm, All show right. up at Buzz and Ned's next week, people. Well, Ivan, uh, it's probably going to be Joe again. Uh, you know, he's taking all the snaps with the ones today. Bo is still, you know, a little bit uh, gimpy right now. Um, he can't do everything that he needs to do right now. But he'll be available again on Saturday. The doctors will get him ready. Our trainers will get him ready. So he'll be available. Uh, but Joe will be the guy. All right. Um, Ivan's other question we'll save for later, which was simply a scouting report on Yale. And we'll save that for a later segment in the program. Why don't we take a break right now because the guys are here. Isaac Brown, spider wide receiver. Tyler Dressler, spider linebacker. They'll be our special player guests when we come back to Buzz and Neds in just a moment. Thanks for being here, gang. And thanks for tuning in to Spider Talk on 99.5 and 1027 FM, 950 AM ESPN. This is the Spider Sports Network. 
Buzz and Dan's Grilled Barbecue is the official barbecue of the University of Richmond Spiders. Come enjoy our real 100% wood-cooked barbecue while you cheer on the home team. Buzz and Dan's Grilled Barbecue uses recipes handed down for over 150 years and is now available inside Robin Stadium. Can't make it to the game? Visit us on North Boulevard in The Fan or on Thursdays at noon at West Broad in Old Parham in the West End for the Spider Talk Radio Show with Coach Russ Huseman. For more information, visit us at buzzandneds.com. Buzz and Neds and the Richmond Spiders, a winning combination. At the University of Richmond School of Professional and Continuing Studies, our students are driven by change. They arrive with a variety of professional and educational experiences, the determination to do more, and an unbelievable ambition to succeed. Through undergraduate and graduate degree programs, professional certificates, boot camps, and professional training and development programs, our students gain the tools and knowledge to better themselves and the organizations they serve. Learn more about how we help adult students drive change at spcs.richmond.edu. No matter what the size of your lawn is or how you like to maintain it, Arthur's Electric Service at 8910 Brook Road in Glen Allen has the Toro Mower to match it. Arthur's knows how to treat you right with a full selection of Toro mowers, knowledgeable personnel, competitive prices, excellent service, and financing available to qualified buyers. Arthur's and Toro, a tradition that has gone on for generations. Drop by Arthur's and see Toro's new mowers first firsthand. Call them at 264-2513. That's 264-2513. Or go to arthurselectric.com. You're never more than 30 minutes from a Richmond Sports Center update. Stay updated here. 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. The timeout's over. Now more Spider Talk with Richmond football coach Russ Huseman. Live from Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue on 99.5 and 102.7 FM and 9.50 AM ESPN. Richmond bunches, three wide receivers to the right. Mancuso back to throw, looks to the right, fires right in traffic. Isaac Brown leaps and makes the catch at the 45-yard line and dives out to the 47 for a critical spider first down. Well-thrown ball and excellent catch. Brown's 15th reception. Welcome back to Spider Talk from Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue out here on West Broad Street. We appreciate all the folks who are here with us today. If you're in the area, come on by and have lunch and chat with us some spider football up until 1 o'clock this afternoon. If you couldn't make it today, we're here each and every Thursday from noon to 1 during the college football season. All right, let's start with redshirt freshman wide receiver Isaac Brown. You just heard the highlight of uh, the 14-yard pass completion from Joe Mancuso, uh, one of three catches that Isaac had in the game, uh, that one in particular. Tell us a little bit about Isaac, because it looked like Joe really had to thread the needle, and you had to go up against a couple of the defenders to bring that ball in. Yeah, so we just worked on that one a few times in practice over the week. So uh, the goal was just to get the first down, because it was pretty sure it was a third down, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah. So I just made sure I got to the sticks and just found the open hole so I could uh, get the pass from Joe. How confident is the offense getting, as Coach Usman and I were just talking about, still obviously not where you want it to be. But are you gaining some more confidence? A couple of victories here in the last couple of weeks. A couple of key plays being made by the offensive guys. Yeah, we're, we're just working as a group every day, just trying to get better, uh, making sure that we don't turn the ball over so we can make it easier for our defense. And uh, just keep doing stuff like that, just keep getting better every day. So, How much has the turnover topic been a conscious effort amongst you guys? Sometimes I think you can think about it too much, and that might lead to turnovers. In your case, it seems like you focused in on it and have eliminated turnovers exclusively the last two weeks. Yeah, that's one big thing the coaches have talked about, just not turning the ball over. So that's uh, one of our main goals on the offense, and we've been doing that the last couple games. We just want to keep that up. 
How's the blocking going for you and the wide receivers? That seems to be a popular topic of Coach Usman to get you wide receivers yeah. blocking better on the edge for the running backs. Yeah, that's one key thing that we always talk about to each other. Uh, and when, when we're in the receiver room, we always talk about that. Uh, we want to make sure that we just keep getting better with that every day. We always work on it uh, every Tuesday doing our perimeter blocking drills and all that type of stuff. So uh, that's one of our main goals as a receiver group to make sure that uh, we're blocking for each other and our running backs. Hey, big picture question here, and then we'll bring Tyler into the conversation. How comfortable do you feel with your role right now in that wide receiver room? Obviously with Charlie Fessler and Keiston Fuller, that makes you the number three wide receiver at the moment, which isn't such a bad thing when you got those two guys in front of you. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's a great thing, especially learning from those two coming from bigger schools. Uh, I always just try to take knowledge from them. And I uh, keep getting myself better along as uh, all of the rest of us receivers in that room. Russ, is that a fair description for Isaac right now as being the number three wide receiver and trying to learn from two guys who are veteran wide receivers in Fessler and Fuller? Yeah, that's probably right. I mean, obviously, uh, you know, Charlie and Keeson are getting most of the balls, but Isaac is getting his share. Uh, he's coming through when, it, when the ball's thrown to him. Uh, he's got a lot of ability now. He could be a he could be a big time playmaker here for a long time, um, and he's got he can run, he can he can catch. He's got great uh, body movement. I mean, he he's got all the tools to be really good. Um, you know, we just we got to light a fire under him every so often. You know, when you shouldn't, and and maybe when he becomes a, a sophomore, a, a true sophomore, a redshirt yep. junior and senior, you don't have to light it under him. But you know, just like I get after those guys all the time about their blocking and their consistency, and but we got a lot of a lot of talent in that room now. I mean, there's some there's some ball players in there, and and I think uh, Isaac's had a really he's done a nice job for us this year. But eventually he's going to step his game up and not you know take a back seat to Charlie or Keiston or anybody else just step it up and say I'm the guy, give me the rock. I'm going to block. I'm going to know my assignments in and out. He's got that kind of ability. So, um, but he's doing good. I'm I'm thrilled we got Isaac in his program now. Don't get me wrong, um, but um, I'm going to stay on him pretty good here for a while. <laughs> all right, real quick. How do you respond to that? That's kind of a public pep talk that you just got in front of all these people and millions listening on the radio right now how do you kind of respond to that and think about your role even moving forward because obviously there will be a day coming too soon for us that keiston and charlie won't be richmond spiders yeah i'm just gonna have to set my game up like he said uh, keep that fire under me uh let him not have to put a fire under me and do it myself so uh, i just need to keep getting better every day and uh listen to what he just said right there all right, Tyler Dresser, what lit that fire under you Saturday to the tune of 20 tackles? I assume maybe you had a high school game like that, but on the other hand, that's a lot of tackles even in a high school game. What about it? Um, I'd say what really motivated me the most was the losses to Elon and Fordham, and uh, that really shook me deep. I was, I was really upset, and um, I think we were out there to prove a statement that, you know, stick with us. Hey, we're here. This is Richmond football. We're back, so we're here to make a statement. Was that just in your mind, or was there conversation amongst players uh, to what you were just talking about, about how annoyed you were at those couple of losses? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, t- as, a, as a unit, as a team, obviously we were all very upset, and 
there's really two things that we could have did about it. We could have sat there and pouted about it, you know, just went down the wrong path, or we could do something about it. And obviously, I mean, as you could tell from the performance, that we, we did something about it. So, and we continue, we, we plan to continue that. So, strategically or schematically, how and why were you involved in 20 tackles Saturday afternoon? Really, it was nothing. I didn't do anything extraordinary. It was really just running to the football and just trying to get in, get in on the plays. And they just the ball just happened to come my way, so I was able to make a few plays. But like I said, I, I think a lot of the credit really does go to my D line. They were they were keeping me clean really for the entire game. And then also the secondary. I mean, they did for the most part really well. So forcing them to run the ball so I could actually get in on those plays. So, do you kind of get into a little bit of a a groove, perhaps, when it comes to tackles? I mean, I know you played basketball and you played right. baseball. Uh, a hot shooter gets into a groove in basketball. A hot hitter gets into a groove at the plate. Do you, do you get into a groove as a linebacker making tackles? Yeah, it's something like that. You can become a ball hawk. Like you, you expect the contact. Like You want it. Like You're ready to make a play. You're ready to you know get the ball back in our offensive hands. You want to make a play, so you know change the momentum. Do whatever you can, like I said, to get the offense, the ball back, because we know that they're going to make the plays, so... Russ, I thought Tyler just made a really good point about the defensive line uh, keeping it clean so that he could get to the ball carrier. And I can remember in past years, and obviously you were an integral part of this, when we really had great linebackers, we had really good defensive linemen that got people out of the way so linebackers would have double-figure tackles. Isn't that about the way it's supposed to work when it's going well? Yeah, I mean, we've we've always been, and and, and I'm surprised that, that really, I mean, and it's a credit to him to get 20, but, uh, you know, we're not a defense that just, just tries to eat up blocks up front. We're a defensive line that we're getting upfield. We're making things happen. We're doing some things. Now, obviously, they got to take on blocks and, and things like that. But, you know, with, within the structure, uh, I mean, I know there's a lot of places that just put four guys in there and just say, hey, man, take these two, take these two, let these guys run. We're not that kind of defense. We're a defense. Get up the field. Let's go make plays as a defensive line. And then these guys got to adjust. And, and that's when it, that's what that's a great linebacker because you know if you're saying all right we're getting up the field and he may have the a gap one time and and all of a sudden our our our, our tackle gets caught in the in the a gap he's got to make sure he makes a tackle in the b gap and he's got to see counters he's got to see split flow um, he's obviously he's got to drop in the passing game so um, you, you know you it, it's pretty you know to get twenty is really hard now I'm telling you it's <laughs> It's it's not that one the easiest thing in the no. world to do. No, it's been a long time since yeah. that's happened. We kind of rattled off those numbers of a couple of years and whatnot since it's been done in the CAA. It was the most by an FCS player this season. It's been a while since a Richmond guy had twenty. Uh, all of that uh, on Tyler Dressler's plate from from Saturday's game. The other thing I was really impressed about was the adjustments that were made during the game. And some of these, Tyler, I'd say weren't bad for the Spiders, but you still had to make adjustments. Here's a main team that had the bye week, so they had two yeah. weeks to prepare. They'd been throwing the heck out of the ball. All of a sudden, they were making a major commitment to the run mm -hmm. against the Spiders. The wide receiver, their star wide receiver, doesn't play. Well, I'm sure you game plan for it. It's not necessarily a bad thing, but you had to make an adjustment. The starting quarterback goes out with an injury. A freshman comes in that you probably didn't see much of on tape. How did you guys make those adjustments on the fly as the game was going along? Right. So, I mean, I think it all starts with practice, first of all. We can practice 
as much as we want. We can scheme them up as much as we want to, but in the end of it, nobody really knows what they're going to come out in. I mean, the first play, they came out in I formation, and we were just looking at each other like, we did, We were not prepared for this. And ran the ISO, right? And ran the ISO right we at us. ISO. <laughs> we had practice the ISO. Two years now. That's a team coming off a bye week, got it on the ground yeah, pretty quick. We got, we got it on the ground, yeah. though, but really it just comes down to the, uh, we tr- us trusting the coaches, and then as the players, we got to execute what the coaches put in front of us, and obviously that worked out in our benefit. So, um, like I said, the coaches did a great job of making the adjustments on the fly, and then we were able to communicate that, especially at halftime. We sat down, okay, here, this is what they're doing, X, Y, and Z. How are we going to accomplish of getting the ball down, you know, getting the ball back to our offense? So, How about that from your coaching perspective, Russ? And, and tell me if I'm making too big a deal out of it, but I know Chris and I both talked about it during the second half Saturday that it was very obvious you guys had made some key adjustments because they were doing some things they hadn't done in the first half of the season. Yeah, we were, we were a little leaky, uh, not not overly concerning leaky. You know, sometimes sometimes that, the, that guy pops and then nobody around him, you're going, whoa, what happened here? This kind of leaky was we had bodies and, they, you know, it was four or five. And, and uh, Tyler will tell you, I, I hate giving up one yard. If, we, if they get a yard, I'm saying, how'd that get a yard? What's going on, man? I'll let you know. And, uh, <laughs> and so – you know, it was it was a little bit leaky, and 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 uh, our guys kind of knew what was going on out there, and and uh, there was not a sense of panic at all, and and we just kind of firmed some things up a little bit and played a little bit better, and uh, um, so, but it, it credit to our players, I mean. If you if you got good players, you got a chance, and uh, I think we got good players. We got really good players at linebacker. I can tell you that. <laughs> What's the connection right now, Tyler, with you and Tristan Wheeler? Because he's also been a tackling machine, and of course, he's doing it as a true freshman. What's that <laughs> chemistry amongst the two of you been like? Yeah, I mean, it's been really well. I mean, probably a year ago, he was getting ready for what high school homecoming, and then now he's playing in the best conference in this, in uh, FCS. So, um, no, Tristan's definitely came a long way. I mean, he came in the summer hungry ready to play linebacker and I mean we've sat down for countless meetings just getting the mentality you know how do you play linebacker we're getting the footwork and like I said he came a long way in that aspect and then just his natural ability as an athlete and then for me and him to be able to communicate we communicate really well so I mean all that put together all those attributes really came out to our connection what we got now at Mike and Sam at our linebacker so the other position has kind of been a hybrid of a safety and a linebacker position, but talk for a minute, if you would, about Niall Harris coming in and filling some shoes there, and obviously Aaron Banks, unfortunately, who had the injury and is lost for the season, and kind of what those two guys as youngsters have contributed uh, to what you're, you and Tristan are already doing. For sure. Um, we're a little bit low on the linebacker course, so, you know, um, we've made the, we've made those necessary changes, and we've got Aaron Banks and uh, Niall in there, and... Uh, Really, the, they came in, and they do a great job of communicating. I think that's the most important thing, especially at their position. And the way they communicate really impacts what we do as linebackers. So um, both of them did an amazing job. And then we're, when we're all on the same page, we can operate and we can play a lot faster and at a higher pace. So, Russ, speak to that a little bit, because I know at the beginning of the season you figured you know, you'd have Xavier Marshall, a true freshman, to play there, and Philip O'Connor, who had a good camp and – and uh, did well last season, and how you've had to make that adjustment to other people and kind of adjust that position on your two deep. Well, we have, we have six projected uh, linebackers right now on the shelf projected to be a part of this thing. And where that gets you to is not only depth, but it gets you on special teams because they're such big special teams guys. Um, so we did have to kind of make an adjustment, go with a little bit smaller team. Um, but I- I'm going to tell you what, now Aaron, Aaron Banks – 
there's not a tougher dude on our football team than him now. He's got – he throws that 170. Is, is that what he weighs, I'd be, 170? 160, 165. Yeah. <laughs> he throws that around. He throws that around like like it, it's nothing. And uh, and we hated to lose him. But Nile came in and did a nice job. And and uh, so we, we just – we got to stay healthy. We'll probably get some linebackers back. I think Phil's probably getting close. Jimmy is getting close. Um you know, Xavier's out. He he won't play the rest of the year. But uh, um, it, it was tough sledding there with the linebackers for a while. Well, let me go back to Aaron Banks for just a moment because if anybody knows how tough Aaron Banks is, it's this guy sitting to my immediate left, Isaac Brown, because they're roommates. And right now yeah. Isaac Brown has taken on a whole new role and a whole new job description as a student athlete at the University of Richmond. How is this going with, with your good buddy, Aaron Banks? Uh, yeah, that's been my roommate for the last year and a half now. So that's my boy. Uh, so whatever, whatever, so whatever, whatever's going to make things easiest for him, uh, getting back through this injury, I'm going to do. So right now my role is to drive him around to his classes and stuff so he doesn't have to crutch around the campus and all that. So I'm helping him out with all that and just anything he needs. That's awesome. I, I got the... I got the email schedule, yeah. and, and I kept looking at this thing, and it said, I be the, to here with a, a B, I be here, I be here. And I'm thinking, I be, how much are we paying you, man? This is ridiculous. Don't say that. Not, uh, not yet, I'm anyway. Not, you can't do that yet, to, but anyway. I mean, yet. he's like, I'm thinking, what a great guy. What a great roommate he is. I mean, to do that, I mean, that's really, uh, that's awful nice of him to, to to take care of his roommate like that. How is Aaron handling all of that? Just internally him, because we do know, tough guy, competitor, wants to be out on the field, and then to have you have to help him everywhere he goes around campus. Yeah, I think I think he's struggling with uh, having to have somebody help him with everything, but he's been being positive. I think he's going to come back better than ever once he does make a comeback. Um, I know he's the type of guy that's going to that's gonna fight through it, whatever, and uh, I know this rehab process, he's going he's gonna to tough it out. And uh, I'm just looking forward to him coming back and being 100% again. In all seriousness, how have you managed your time commitments, having to help him, which you want to do, but also making sure you're taking care of Isaac Brown? Well, he uh, it's only been a couple of days now because he just came back because he went home for a little bit after <laughs> surgery and all that. But um, we've been managing it pretty good. Well, we communicate a lot, obviously, because he's my roommate. So he uh, tells me whatever he needs. And, and uh, if I'm available, of course, I'm going to go get that for him. So... Uh, it's been going pretty good so far. Yeah, how's his attitude through all of this? I mean, that can be tough when, yeah. you know, you have the game you love to play taken away from you. Uh, it'll be temporary, and he will be back, but obviously it's got to be tough for him. Yeah, uh, I know he's looking forward to coming back. It's, it has been a little rough for him, but he's been being positive about it. Um, so I know he's just looking forward to bringing back, coming back with the guys and playing again. All right, well, good job by you. Keep it up with him. We wouldn't have expected any less, but yes, I know it's a demanding and challenging schedule for you, and we certainly wish him the best. All right, we're right at the bottom of the hour. Let's take a break. We'll come back with Tyler Dressler and Isaac Brown. Some questions and Coach Usman as Spider Talk continues right after the break at the bottom of the hour. We're live at Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue on West Broad Street and on ESPN Richmond. This is the Spider Sports Network. Make a big play with huge savings from Food Lion this tailgate season. Score fan favorites for your pregame party like chips and dip, fresh-cut fruits and veggies, ice-cold drinks, and savory snacks. Plus, you'll find all your grilling essentials so you can cheer on your favorite team, all at affordable prices. 
Our low prices make it easy to put together a game-winning spread for tailgating with friends and family. Food Lion has everything you need to kick off your pre-game party. This is our home. That's our Food Lion. Lux Chevrolet has been the Chevy truck expert since 1916, and they've got something for everyone. There's economical SUVs like Trax and Equinox, people haulers like Traverse, Tahoe, and Suburban, and pickups like the midsize Colorado to the one-ton Silverado. Let Luck find the right fit for your job or lifestyle. Call them at 804-798-9261. Shop online at LuxChevrolet.com or stop by their convenient lot on U.S. Route 1 in Ashland and buy your next truck from Luck. Lux Chevrolet since 1916. NASCAR updates brought to you by Virginia Urology online at URO.com. Brian Blaney is the newest driver locked into NASCAR's round of eight following a victory by a nose at the Talladega Super Speedway Monday afternoon. The number 12 car edged out Ryan Newman's number six Ford after leading 35 laps. Danny Hamlin finished in the third position despite starting the race in spot number 40. Cal Larson is the points leader with one race to go before the cutoff to eight. That's this Sunday at the Kansas Speedway. This NASCAR update brought to you by Virginia Urology online at URO.com. Prostate cancer is the second leading cause of cancer death in men. If you're over 40 and have a family history of prostate cancer or are African American, you're at higher risk. Virginia Urology knows certain stages of prostate cancer may not need surgery immediately and can be carefully and skillfully monitored over time, avoiding the risks of surgery. If you're told you need surgery and want a second opinion, come see Virginia Urology with offices in Prince George, Richmond, and Mechanicsville. Call Virginia Urology at 330-9105 or visit URO.com. That's URO.com. It's the start of the Fall Classic. This Tuesday night, your exclusive radio home for Major League Baseball's World Series is 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. The lunch hour is going fast, and so is the Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue. But there's still time for more Spider Talk with Richmond football coach Russ Huseman. Live on 99.5 and 102.7 FM and 9.50 AM ESPN and the Spider Sports Network. It'll be first and goal main at the Spider 6, a minute 23 to go. Fourth quarter, Richmond 24, main 17. Fagnano juggles the shotgun snap but comes up with it. But Tyler Dressler in the backfield with his 19th tackle of the day. Back at the 10-yard line. It's your negative play. This is Spider's knee. One of uh, many, many tackles by Tyler Dressler in Saturday's victory over the Maine Black Bears. I'll give uh, Tyler a little more credit. I think he's the first player that we've had at Buzz and Ned's who actually dove into the ribs. Uh, a lot of lot of brisket and barbecue sandwiches, but how they looking? How they tasting over there, Tyler? Good, man. I mean, linebacker, you know, get a meal. You want to eat with their hands? We're down and dirty. That's what we do, man. That's, so, and over here, Isaac showing good hands because he's picking up the sandwich with both hands. No turnovers there. No fumbles or no laterals for Isaac Brown. So this was a really weird play in the game Saturday at Maine. I want to go back and take a listen to it and then let Isaac kind of explain what happened and why. So this looked like it was going to be a pass that was going to be incomplete, and it wound up being technically a running play for a gain of about eight yards. Take a listen. Isaac Brown in motion left to right, and as he gets to the right side, the pass from Mancuso to Brown. He dropped it, picked it up on a bounce, and kept running with the football out to about the 27-yard line. Great job of playing the whistle or lack of the whistle. Mancuso's pass was deemed behind him, so it was a lateral, and Isaac Brown off the bounce like a basketball player just picking it up 
and scrambles for about eight yards. And doesn't just pick it up. Yeah, picks it up aware that I can still run with this. So, you know, doesn't just try to get on it like a fumble. I think even the main guys knew this could be a lateral. So they're looking to grab it like a fumble. He scoops it up, breaks a tackle, and gets upfield. All right, I don't know if Chris and I explained that right or not. Isaac, uh, what happened on that play? You could even hear the crowd in the background when the ball bounced and you picked it up, kind of oohing and ah and wondering what was going on. So take us through it from, from your eyes. It was just supposed to be a little swing pass, but um, I ended up dropping it, which I shouldn't have dropped it in the first place. <laughs> but I didn't hear any whistles, so I just picked it up. Luckily, luckily, it was a great bounce and just bounced right back up towards me. So I just kept running since I didn't hear anything. And uh, I think it was Keiston out there that gave me a good block, allowed me to get even more yards. So, yeah, it, it really wasn't supposed to happen, but it happened a great way. So <laughs> It sure did. It was one of those bounces that went the Spiders' way. And for once, Russ, I'd say we got some bounces that went our way Saturday, that being one of them. It certainly won't please you that he didn't catch the pass, but does it please you that he says, that's what we're coached to do? I didn't hear a whistle, so I kept on going. Yes, that pleases me. What doesn't please me? It's the fact that we're throwing a backward pass in the first place. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't supposed to be. It was not supposed yeah. to be a backward pass. So that was what didn't please me. You know, people drop balls all the time. I mean, and, and again, but it was heads up for him to get that thing. Uh, thank goodness it bounced right back up to him, and he kept playing, uh, which was pretty good. And, but, yeah, I mean, that was a huge break for us because, you know, if he had just given up and said, oh, man, I dropped the ball and just, you know, pat, pat, you know do that, and they fall on it. You know, that's a tough deal right there. But, uh, you know, he didn't give up on a play and got an eight-yard game. You might have yelled at him if that had happened, wouldn't you? Maybe. Uh, sure. He's saying, yeah. Well-deserved. Uh, <laughs> well-deserved, well too. <laughs> Way to own it. But yeah. he turned it into a, a pretty good play. And as, as you heard on our call of it, you could hear the crowd was like, what's he doing? What's happening? Yeah. That sort of thing. And it did turn out to be a, a big play. I think that was the field goal drive. I think we wound up getting a field goal out of that for the final margin at, at uh, 24 to 17. So so good job on that one, uh, Isaac. Let me let me uh, finish up with you guys. We'll let you go eat. Tyler, I appreciate you folding your hands and not picking up the ribs <laughs> until we're quite done. Uh, let, me, let me start with Isaac. Love to do this when we have guys here and just talk a little bit about getting to the University of Richmond, the recruiting process, and, and how you're kind of fitting in on campus other than being a, a football player. And uh, Tyler's been here for a couple years now. So, Isaac, I'll start with you on that. And, and what made you a Richmond Spider? Um, well, first of all, I didn't really even know if I wanted to play football in college till like my sophomore year. I didn't know if I wanted to play basketball or football. So I ended up choosing, ended up realizing I was a lot better at football than basketball. So I started going to camps and all that stuff. And then uh, college coaches started contacting me after my junior year. And uh, I ended up visiting the University of Richmond after they offered me. And I just loved it. I loved the campus. I loved how it was small and you could get to know your teachers and, and all that type of stuff. So I ended up committing here after I visited and I just fell in love with it. How much did you know about Richmond football as the recruiting process began? I mean, both you guys are Virginians. You're obviously not that far from the University of Richmond. Was it something that you had some familiarity with? I really did not until my, um, my high school coach started talking to me about it. And I was like, yeah, they're really good. They're really good. You should, you should really take a look at it. And so I did. I, um, I visited here and all that stuff, talking to Coach Brathwaite, and I ended up really liking it. Um, so, yeah. Any thoughts in the back of your mind that maybe you should have pursued basketball or was once you, <laughs> once you made that decision you were full bore? Uh, sometimes I miss it. 
Of yeah. course, just like you missed any other sport, you you can't continue to play. But uh, I love football, so uh, I think I made the right decision. <laughs> On the other side, uh, uh, Tyler, you had not only basketball but baseball as well in high school. There are some guys that will play all three sports. Uh, was there a decision to be made for you, or was it clearly football and basketball and baseball were the other sports in your athletic endeavors? Yeah, those were pretty much the other sports. Um, so um, from where I'm from, it's not a whole lot of competition. So like for baseball is basically coach pitch at the high school level. So <laughs> it was more of just something uh, I find I enjoyed to do. And then basketball, something that really just kept me in shape. But no, <clears throat> football's really always been my passion. Um, it's, it, it's a family tradition as well. My dad, was uh, he played football at Virginia Tech. And then my brother played at uh, Concord University at West Virginia. So like I said, it's just it's always been in my family. And it's something i've always enjoyed what was the family reaction to you becoming a richmond spider uh they were absolutely thrilled um it's close to home and when i came here it felt like home to me as well so russ the one common thread amongst these guys and several others is that you seem to have a lot of guys on your team who were multi-sport players in high school that they weren't just football players is that something that you guys as coaches look at i think it's important i think i think they should play multiple sports I don't, I don't think they get burnt out on football. I mean, I'm sure they're not burnt out on football because they do other things. And, uh, you know, to, to, uh, to compete year-round, I think, is important. And not just in seven-on-seven seven or whatever it is, but to compete in game situations, whether it's baseball, basketball, running track, is huge. All right, let's finish up with these guys, and we'll let them go uh, finish their lunch. Uh, you guys do have some confidence going right now, I would assume. I would love for you to, to speak to that and how practices have been this week as you prepare for a team that you probably didn't know much about, a non-conference game in the middle of the season, and yet a really good football team that was picked to win the Ivy League in the Yale Bulldogs. Tyler, I'll start with you and just kind of the confidence level right now and the prep for this week's game at Robin Stadium. For sure, yeah, the confidence is definitely rolling right now. And like I said, um, we we have a lot of energy going because especially from the losses that we've had in the past. So we got a, we got a lot of momentum and uh, things going for us. But um, we're definitely not too uh, overconfident to look in the long run. Like we're keeping everything in the short run. We're looking play by play. It's nothing, you know, out of our reach. You know, we want to keep it one play at a time, one play at a time. How do we execute and then move, keep moving forward? So. Guys practiced in the rain a little bit this week, didn't you? We did. We did practice in the rain. maybe all year that you've really – It was. How was that practice? What was that, yesterday, right? Um, how would you describe it? I mean, it was yeah, – It was a little cold. It was a little cold. It's probably good for you guys. Very very good yeah. for Easy yeah. for me to say. I was, like, in a warm studio yeah. doing yeah. a broadcast or something. You guys were out on the practice field in the rain, but I'm sure it toughened you up a little bit. But <laughs> it toughened us up a little bit. Throwing and catching, I guarantee yeah, that now. Yeah, definitely. Was I, it hard? Yeah. Mancuso threw one, and it was like doing that. And I saw him go, <laughs> one of those ducks <laughs> shooting out of the air. But it was it was pretty it was pretty tough. I actually didn't do. We have two minutes at the end, and I canceled that because I knew the ball would just be you know be all over the place. Yeah. So. Yeah. But down the road somewhere, Isaac, that could come back and pay some dividends because the weather's not going to be nice the entire uh, remainder of the season. That that maybe uh, do you even think about that? That maybe that helps you out somewhere down the road. Yeah, I was thinking about that during the practice actually. So I was like, mm, might as well just try to catch everything since it, this could happen in the game. Mm-hmm. So. That's what uh, us receivers were telling each other, like, this could happen, so you might as well try and catch everything. Don't make no excuses. So So we started out talking about this, and I'll finish it, and that's just the confidence level, uh, not only of the offense, but of the entire team right now to get a couple of wins back-to-back, a couple of solid conference wins going into this Yale game. Yeah, I think the number one thing is just keep not turning the ball over, just having no turnovers uh, to set our defense up and um, just keep putting points up on the board. Uh, We need to put up more than – 
what we have in the past because uh, we're capable of putting up more. But no turnovers is the main thing. Just keep coming out with wins. All right, we'll look for that Saturday night at Robin Stadium against Yale at 6 o'clock. Tyler Dressler, CA Defensive Player of the Week, off of the 20 tackles. Richard Freshman, Isaac Brown, wide receiver, our special player guest. Thanks, fellas. Thank you. And let's take a break. We'll have some questions for Coach Usman from the audience. We'll do that. We'll check the text line, the tweets, and the emails as well when Spider Talk continues. Live from Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue on West Broad Street on the Spider Sports Network. Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue is the official barbecue of the University of Richmond Spiders. Come enjoy our real 100% wood-cooked barbecue while you cheer on the home team. Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue uses recipes handed down for over 150 years and is now available inside Robin Stadium. Can't make it to the game? Visit us on North Boulevard in The Fan or on Thursdays at noon at West Broad in Old Parham in the West End for the Spider Talk Radio Show with Coach Russ Huseman. For more information, visit us at buzzandneds.com. Buzz and Ned's and the Richmond Spiders, a winning combination. Right now, the Home Depot makes replacing your old carpet easy. With more styles and colors to choose from, there's no better time to buy. With free installation on any carpet purchase of $499 or more. All by licensed local pros. Backed for life. Today is the day for doing and saving with free carpet installation. Only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. For a limited time, $499 minimum purchase required. Typically $699. For license information, visit homedepot.com slash license numbers. Valid through November 6, 2019. You have to be up in five hours. Two hours. Six minutes, and you haven't slept a wink. Zequil Pure Z's is a drug free blend of botanicals with an optimal dose of melatonin, so you can fall asleep naturally and wake with no next day grogginess. So tonight, try new Zequil Pure Z's from the sleep experts at Vicks Zequil. At the University of Richmond School of Professional and Continuing Studies, our students are driven by change. They arrive with a variety of professional and educational experiences, the determination to do more, and an unbelievable ambition to succeed. Through undergraduate and graduate degree programs, professional certificates, boot camps, and professional training and development programs, our students gain the tools and knowledge to better themselves and the organizations they serve. Learn more about how we help adult students drive change at SPC cs.richmond.edu for all things spiders whether you're online on your phone or just on the go it's richmondspiders.com scores stats standings it's richmondspiders.com video highlights audio play-by-play and online ticketing for football and men's basketball it's richmondspiders.com plus exclusive content you won't get anywhere else like the spider insight podcast spider voices and game day info for robin stadium and the robin center it's your home for your favorite team it's richmondspiders.com Message and data rates may apply. TNC and privacy terms can be found at babble.com slash terms. Please don't text and drive. Have you wanted to speak a new language, but you thought it'd be too hard or take too much time? Then try Babbel for free by texting EASY to 484848. In just 15 minutes a day, you'll be on your way to speaking a new language in just a few weeks. And right now, you can try Babbel for free. Babbel starts out teaching you words and phrases by matching them with pictures. You won't believe how easy the interactive program is. Soon the sentences get a little bigger, and before you know it, you're having simulated conversations voiced by native speakers. And because Babbel is crafted by language experts and uses the spaced repetition method in just 10 to 15 minutes a day, you'll be speaking the language of your choice with real confidence. 
With Babbel, you can speak a language. Just text EASY to 484848 and start your first lesson in the language of your choice for free. Download the Babbel app or text EASY to 484848 and try it for free. Text E-A-S-Y to 484848. Hey, this is Tugaj. Join me weekdays 10 to 1 on the Dan Levitard Show. Now on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. This is Spider Talk on ESPN Richmond and the Spider Sports Network. Live from Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue, 8205 West Broad Street. Once again, here's Bob Black with Coach Russ Huseman. All right, final segment of our Spider Talk today. And again, appreciate uh, Tyler and Isaac being with us as our special player guests. So questions from the audience today. And uh, these weren't the high-tech, cyberspace, interactive questions. These were questions that... Uh, some of the folks in the audience came up and gave me before you even got here, Coach, or they used a scrap piece of paper. I think they actually used their bill. Yeah, that was pretty reasonable for lunch here at Buzz and Ed's, as a matter of fact, to ask the question. I can say that. I didn't pay for that. All right, so here are the questions. Uh, number one, uh, third down conversions has been something we've been talking about all year, and it's still not where you want it to be. It's at about 32 33% success rate on that. So on third and short, Third and short comes the question, would you ever entertain the idea of putting a guy like Maurice Jackson in the game at running back and giving him the ball and letting him power for a yard or two for a first down? I know he's been chomping at the bit to do that after his interception and run and after his scoop and score run. Would you ever consider putting number 36 in the backfield? No. Um, (laughs) No. (laughs) <laughs> it did really. Now, would I consider putting Ryan Cole at fullback and jam it up in there with a tailback behind him? You know, yeah. I mean, and we've, you know, quarterback snakes uh, with him pushing on the back. You know, we've we talked about that. We actually practiced that one day in practice, and there was like twenty bodies just falling on each other. And you know, those things are hard to practice. But yeah, we got we got a on the third shorts. I mean, we got to figure out ways to get uh, first downs there, obviously. Mm-hmm. All right, Ben, there's your answer to that question. That's not coming anytime soon. All right, the next one that came before you came in, again, still on the running game and uh, certainly have great confidence in, in Dykes and Howard and Smith and the whole crew. But, and, and again, you can't answer this specifically. I understand that. The question came, are you recruiting or want to recruit some kind of big back, some kind of Tim Hightower Kendall Gaskins, Josh Vaughn, kind of running back. Who asked that question? Bill asked that question right there. Good, good question. Yes, oh. we are exploring you go, that Bill. possibility, and uh, we would love to. We'd love to get a good, a big back in this class. No question. The next Tim Hightower. That put a little too much oh, yeah. pressure on. But yeah, I mean, we need a big back. You are yes. trying to get the big. Back. Yes. Great question, Bill. We have a gift certificate for you. Well done. And then the last one that just came up here, and this is classic um, coaching from the broadcast booth. I will admit that because Chris Anderson and I had this conversation during the game. So we were third and 11 late in the game at our own 18-yard line, and Chris and I had the conversation of, wouldn't you just maybe throw a long pass in that situation? Because even if the worst thing happens and it's intercepted, it acts a little bit like a punt. And we ran uh, another pass play, because I know you wanted to keep the clock running, that actually fell incomplete. Would you have considered potentially a long pass in that situation for the reasons that we were just describing or not? Well, no, I, I wanted to burn their last time out. Um, I felt like we could punt it. Now, we didn't punt it very well on that one, but 
in my mind, I kept thinking, you know, they'd have, you know, two minutes right. and something seconds. We're playing good defense, no timeouts, a freshman quarterback. I felt really, really good about stopping them and, and, and not getting a turnover there and, and just burning all their timeouts. And so as they used that second timeout, we were on third down and, and the, you know, and we had, you know, I, I, I told Coach Durden, I said, I said, let's run the ball or throw something extremely, extremely safe. And if he throws it, it has to be a completion. If not, run the ball. And, uh, so Jeff decided we were going to sprint mm-hmm. and, uh, Somebody got in his face pretty quickly, and, and Joe went ahead and threw it, and kind of threw it in the dirt there, um, and uh, you know didn't didn't use one of their timeouts. And but you know you 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 not only think about trying to you know what happens next, but you know I, I feel good about punting the ball, and I felt good like we didn't even run. Normally we practice punt to win, where we punt the ball and we punt it thirty yards and get it out of bounds. You know, I felt so good about our punting game that, you know, that uh, that we could punt it away from the return guy, get it rolling and get some good yardage there, you know, get ourselves a 45-yarder, and then we'd be in pretty good shape. Um, unfortunately, you know, he, he didn't he didn't hit it right and got it right to the guy, and uh, Daniel Jones got him on the ground. Our defense stepped up. We won a game. So, um, you know, I talked, to, I talked to Jake's parents after the game, saw them, and uh, – they were uh, they were very upset with Jake. <laughs> Said, "Why would Jake? Why would Jake kick it right through the guy like that?" I mean, they were they were upset. Great parents now, by the you way. You had to calm the parents yeah, down. Yeah, I had to calm wow, the parents down. Wow, think about down. that. Uh, and uh, but uh, other than that, I mean, he's he's been fantastic. But um, so I mean, that was kind of the thinking as we were yep. moving forward. Wanted there. to keep the clock yeah. running and make them yeah. use the timeout. Just didn't happen to work out that time. That's an unheralded play that Daniel Jones made. We didn't even talk much about that one, and we've gone the whole show without even mentioning, and we should obviously the interception on the last, basically the last play of the game, and how that unfolded for him. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it's a big play, and actually, uh, you know, wasn't uh, a tough play. He was just doing kind of his assignment and working his way to to where he was supposed to be and, and uh, you know, made the play. Um, it wasn't, you know, and he'll t- he'll probably tell you the same thing. It wasn't one of his best interceptions that he's had. I mean, he's had some mm-hmm. funky-looking deal on interceptions <laughs> that have been great interceptions. And, and really, this one he just kind of took his assignment. His assignment took him right to the spot, and he was in the spot to pick the ball. The play before that, though, I mean, the, the – the, when he got the guy on the ground on the punt team was pretty big. Yeah, really a big play. Yeah. All right, let's finish it up real quick with a scouting report on Yale, a team the Spiders have never never played before out of the Ivy League and a team that was the preseason favorite in the Ivy League. Now they ran into a roadblock uh, against Dartmouth last week. Uh, what has impressed you about them? What do you think impressed people to call them the preseason favorite in the Ivy League? That'll be at Robin Stadium Saturday at 6 o'clock. Well, I think last year, you know, I think they were 500. But lost their quarterback, their tailback, and maybe a wide out, a couple offensive linemen, and all those people are back this year. Um, they're, they're really they're talented. They've got good players. They recruit well. I think I think they're well coached. And and it, and and I, I, you know if you would ask Tyler or Isaac, you know what do these guys look like? And it you know I, I think everything that would come out of their mouth is typical CAA football team. They look like a CAA football team. Um, running around and, and, uh, 
they got a lot of talent and, and they're big. And so, you know, we're, we'll, we'll have to play good. I mean, we have to play turnover free, play good. But uh, I, I like the way our team's playing right now and the confidence we're playing with. So uh, it should be a great game. Because of what you just said and, and comparing them to a CAA team, does it make it any different prepping this week for a non-conference game this late in the season when you're coming off a couple of conference wins, good conference CAA victories? Kind of feels a little strange to be, you know, to be playing a, a non-league game right now. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it'll be a good test for us. And, uh, you know, again, it's, uh, it's the way the schedule sets up. And when you got 12, Sometimes you got to yeah. fit them in, and, um, and 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 that's fine. I mean, we want our guys just want to play and win and make it three in a row for the first time this year. Yep. We get the confidence going to the go one and zero. That's all we're worried. I've about. I've heard that somewhere before. One and zero. Go one and zero this week. I like it. Uh, pre-game Spider Brews event is this Saturday as well, right out in front of Robbins Center. Last one for the football season from four to five thirty. We got pre-game skydivers coming into Robbins Stadium on Saturday. It is a free uh, Spiderlings Kids Club game as well. We're giving away some water bottles to the kids out there. We got the petting zoo and the fun zone. So we got a lot of good stuff coming up at Robbins Stadium. One eight seven seven Spider One for ticket information and to order tickets online at richmondspiders.com or come on by the Robin Center ticket office. Our friendly folks there will be glad to assist you. That's all coming up Saturday at 6 o'clock. Our on-air coverage begins at 5 on the radio with our UR football tailgate show and we are on NBC Sports Washington Plus with the telecast and on flowfootball.com. Coach, thanks. We will uh, talk to you out at the stadium on Saturday. Thanks, Bob. And thanks also to our special player guest, Tyler Dressler, and Isaac Brown, thank you all for being here today. Be sure to take care of your servers. We'll see you back here again next week. And if you didn't make it today, again, we're here every Thursday from noon to 1 for Spider Talk with head coach Russ Huseman and our special player guest. Matt Josephs, thank you in our studio. Mitchell Bradley on location for engineering and producing the show. See you at the stadium Saturday night, 6 o'clock kickoff against Yale, and we'll have it live right here on 99.5 FM, 950 AM ESPN. So long from Buzz and Ned's on the Spider Sports Network. Brought to you by the University of Richmond School of Professional and Continuing Studies, Lux Chevrolet, Food Lion, and Buzz and Ned's Real Barbecue. Join us for lunch and Spider Talk Thursdays from noon to 1 p.m. throughout the college football season. This has been a live presentation from Learfield IMG College in association with Richmond Sports Properties and ESPN Richmond on the Spider Sports Network.